Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Seven minutes after one. Good afternoon to you. Welcome to the show. This is Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Mutine. Thank you so much to KG Mugetsi for standing in for me yesterday. Um, when I find time uh, yesterday. But really, really interesting. We continue to look at how COVID-19 has affected all of us. I'm particularly interested, the other day we spoke to Karen Dudley, who was running the kitchen that is about to shut down. But, you know, for some businesses, they've had to make some really quick decisions and they've had to survive and they've had to be innovative, but overnight, literally overnight. And some have done very well. Knit Florist is one such company that I thought, let's touch base on. Maybe there's some learnings there for some of us. There are maybe people like um, Karen who are sitting there and, and who are scratching their heads about how do I how do I keep my head above water? How do I keep this business going? And maybe there's some inspiration there. Ryan Bacher is the co-founder and MD of Net Florist, and he joins us on the line because they've got what I think is a really, really interesting story to tell. Thank you so much for joining us, Ryan. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. My word. Obviously, you didn't plan on having COVID-19 as your strategy when you were looking at your long-term plans, five years or whatever it was that you were planning on. It hit, and what happened then? Yeah, no, we didn't plan anything, actually, but... um uh, we we did a bit of a mad thing um, about two weeks before lockdown. Actually, is that one of the things that um, that has been remarkable about this pandemic? I mean, most things have been terrible. Yeah. But that we've been able to see the future because you've been able to see what countries overseas who had it before us and were in a more advanced stage were doing. Huh. So, in about the middle of March, we we had a sense of what was coming. We, we you know there were countries, Italy. And Spain being two of them <clears throat> were in lockdown and we, we had a sense of what that might look like. And we knew pretty well that flowers and gifts were not exactly going to be an essential service and nor should they be. Mm. And so about two weeks before, we, we were discussing what we could use our existing business model for in that period. You know, we've got an online system. <clears throat> we've got the ability to receipt product and to deliver them. Mm-hmm. And we thought that fruit and veg might be an interesting option. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we went in that direction and, and then we launched it about two weeks before lockdown. Yeah. So, so the thing about your business model is that you, it's, you're interesting, you really are, because when everybody else failed um, managing e-commerce, because there were some really big giants who tried it and failed and, re- and went back to bricks and mortar, Mm. Right, you you guys stuck with it, but you 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 got the semantics right. So I mean, I don't know whether you how you whether you think that was just being lucky or being focused or what it was, but you 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 just kind of got it right. It became it was easy to order from you guys. It was it was seamless and all of that. And the business model you stuck with it. You never said South Africa is not ready for this e-commerce life that's coming. You stuck with it, and it it flourished. Oh, sorry. I did that. And it is flourishing there. Anyway, so then when the opportunity came to innovate, so are you the kind of people that, that ordinarily are mavericks? Are you a maverick? I, I mean, I don't think so. I'd, uh, I wouldn't call us that. And, and I can tell you the, the discussions we were having two yeah. weeks before yeah. were, I've got two partners and we were we were sitting in my office and, and we, we, 
we had different opportunities. The one opportunity, and it was a real discussion, was, guys, this thing's good. we're going to go into lockdown, and we're just going to shut the business. We're just going to shut it down. Really? You sure? Because that was our first instinct was kind of fear and panic. Well, we really went through that as Interesting. as a partnership. We kind of thought, look, you we know, can't we're be not selling be flowers. To, yeah, yeah, we can't be doing anything. So and we'll just shut bears. down. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And we're, we're we'll wait it out, and hopefully our business will come out the other side. And then, you know, and this discussion took a few hours. And then, like an hour later, we thought, hold on, let's dream of it. Let, let's think about being something else during that time, and see if we can add value. Um, at a time when the country goes into lockdown and only essential services would be allowed, could we add value in that chain? So we went through all the emotions of panic, fear, then dreaming a bit, then hoping, then thinking, nah, we can't sell fruity veg, that's just crazy. And then thinking, well, maybe we can. Did, so did, it's, yeah, did, the process. Did the name Net Florist become a discussion point? No, it didn't. I'll tell you why. We, we've had that discussion many times in our business okay. because right now, um, almost half of what we sell is in flowers yes. on a normal day. Yes. So we sell a lot of other stuff. Yes. So we've, you know, we've been through the discussion of does net florist make sense and whether we've, whether it's the right decision to have stuck with it or not is a moot point. There'd be yes. many people who would have said you should have changed it. We didn't. I don't know what's right or wrong, but we've already had that discussion. I mean, we sell yeah. personalized gowns. Yes. That's got about as much to do with a florist as fruit and veg. So we weren't, <laughs> that, we weren't concerned. We were concerned about many other things, but not that particular thing. And just, just, you know, bring us into your confidence, apart from the fact that the first reaction was panic. What, what were your yes. other concerns? I mean... You know, we, we certainly had a concern about would our customers see us legitimately in fruit and veg and now groceries and now alcohol, frankly. Yes. Um, you know, would people just think that's too weird? Or would people say, you know, we trust them to deliver, yeah. whether they're delivering flowers yeah. or apples, yeah. who cares? Yeah. You know, they're offering the service. And, and we also knew that there'd be just such huge demand that the existing retailers Pick and Pay and Woolies and Macro, who are very good, you know, in spa, who are very good at what they do in the physical world, mm. we're going to struggle online. It's, online's a different animal. It's not simple. And they were just going to be overwhelmed with demand, which is what happened. They tried their best. And we knew that there could be a space for us to get some business. And with that business, we could pay some salaries and keep things going. You know, which was, I, th- I think in hindsight, that was the most important thing because, you know, our management and our operation teams, et cetera, in April, didn't sit at home and mope. We were busy and we were working and we were thinking. And personally, that helped me. I would not have been a happy guy sitting so, at home. I would have got depressed pretty yeah. quickly. So it helped me personally, to be frank. Right. I'm, I'm going to ask you a chicken and an egg kind of question because I, I, I yeah. wonder how you, you skirted around that. So I would, I would never have thought to punch into your site looking for food and veg- fruit and vegetables right. and so on, right? Yeah, of course. Even, even though I would have known otherwise to have done that to send a birthday message or a, a, like a, a bunch of flowers previously. So, so yeah. in other words, at what point then did you have to quickly let your customers know that we are doing this? Because I would know when I would want to come to you. But this didn't give you a chance to start with a whole marketing strategy and a plan. And, and you guys are fabulous, by the way, when you do that. But there just wasn't enough time. No, there was zero time. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to put the timing into perspective, uh, I've actually I've, uh, I've, I've written a short kind of 
story about this because yeah. it was so strange in our business. But we had that discussion on a Wednesday morning, it yeah. was two weeks before lockdown. Yeah. And on Friday afternoon, we went live with fruit and veg, wow. which even from a technology point of view was mad because we had to do, we had to do some stuff on our site. Yes. Selling flowers is not the same as yeah. selling grapes and apples. So firstly, that was very quick, but we are in a very fortuitous position. We have quite a large database okay. and we're able to email that database. Ah. So that's, that's how we got the word out. Okay. So if you weren't an Forest customer, you probably okay. wouldn't have known and you wouldn't know now that gotcha. we sell that, although we got some nice PR, et cetera, but gotcha. it was mostly our existing base. Such an interesting, okay, well that, and, and how is business, Ryan? Will you, <laughs> will, will your business model change from now henceforth? As in, is this it? Have we moved into a, a different gear? So we're having the so we're having those discussions now, and we're going through all of the same emotions, yeah, panic, fear, excitement, denial, all sorts of emotions that you go when you talk strategy. Yeah, look, April was very tough. Yeah. I mean, we, we sold fruit and veg and we sold groceries, but we didn't sell nearly enough really? to offset the revenue that we normally get. So it was pretty hard. Really? May was May was better because the um, the government, you know, in the middle of May opened up e-commerce, so then mm-hmm. we could sell everything. Mm-hmm. And there has been a shift in behavior with South African in e-commerce. Mm. I know most of my peers in the e-commerce industry have experienced the same, is that South Africans are more open to e-commerce at the moment, mainly because, you know, not everybody no wants choice. to go back into a shop. Yeah. yeah. So so there has been an uptick, and we, we, we've, we've been the beneficiary of that, not because of ourselves, but because the whole industry has seen a small uptick. So now we're debating whether to, you know, go back to corn, the focus you were talking about, or saying, hey, fruit and veg is an interesting idea. So we're not sure, actually. We're we're debating that now. Operationally, how how much will it affect you guys internally? Um, You know, it's a funny thing, not that significantly. The way that we've built our business means that we're actually in a position to sell almost anything Anything. in a way. But that doesn't mean that we should. Mm. And I mean, because you can do something, many businesses have failed because they thought, yeah, we can do that, let's do it. Mm. And then they lost focus, they lost their core, they lost their brand essence, and five years later, they didn't have a business anymore. So mm. we've got to be very cautious with what makes sense for us, for our brand, and for our customers. And strategy right now is not simple. I mean, I've been in business for 20 years doing mm. this. This is the hardest time because everything is so uncertain. Mm. So, the, you know, the normal rules about strategy I'm not sure all that valid at the moment. So we're struggling with that, I think, as many businesses are, to be frank. So I would say, from not being within your business, that you've got yeah. one up on many in the sense that you've got this delivery thing down, right? So you, mm. you, you, I'm able to click and it arrives at my house. I trust that. I know for sure it's right. going to arrive when you say right. it will arrive. So I know that. Um and you were speaking about how, you know, one, just because you can, it doesn't mean that you must do it. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering whether when you see yourselves, that I see that as your strengths, when you see yourself. So I don't necessarily think that you are the best provider of fruit and veg because I don't know. I haven't experienced right. that. But I do know that if I order from you 100% for sure, it's going to arrive as you said it will arrive. Whereas the other bricks and mortar store that I have always trusted for my fruit and veg, I know the quality is great, but I don't trust their delivery. Do you get what I'm right. saying? I don't trust that if they say it'll come today, that it'll come today at that specific time. Whereas I trust you. How do you see yourselves in this space where is your uniqueness in the space 
So, look, I agree with you because we've been at this for a while and we've got the systems in place that, you know, we will get the delivery done mm. um, uh, more efficiently and effectively than a bricks and mortar yeah. just because, you know, if you asked us to turn our warehouses into a retail shop, we wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Same as they're struggling yes, to move into yes. e-commerce. That's just what you know. Yeah. Um, so then, so then it becomes a question of what value can we add? So we know that we can get it delivered. But as you say, if we're delivering pretty average product, mm-hmm. then, then I think that will hurt our overall brand. Mm-hmm. And I don't think our customers will want that. I think they're, you know, they're not going to want average delivered because that's not what we stand for. Mm. So the question for us is going to be, what in the chain can we add really good value to? So when you get that delivery, whether it's fresh fruit or alcohol or groceries or whatever we decide to, Mm-hmm. get into that people think no that was a great experience it mm-hmm. was delivered on time and they did something that other people are not doing whether it's quality or whatever it is so i think unless we can do that maybe maybe we shouldn't play in that particular space so should we deliver a washing machine mm-hmm. i'm not sure because all washing machines are the same and mm-hmm. but I, I can tell you it's, as you can hear i'm not even sure it's a very fluid yeah, process we're going to going through and I don't pretend to be good at strategy. And right now, strategy is harder than it's ever been. So, so then let me go yeah. to the the very, very beginning and ask you, yeah. and I wasn't intending to do this, but then let me ask you this. Then what what in your initial plans, and I know we're no longer talking plans because that's out the window, <laughs> but sure. in the very beginning, then what, what, what did you want to – to give us what was your dream to give us great service and experience what what is it that you wanted to give us oh gosh i i wish i could say we were that deliberate i mean <laughs> you know we started we started selling flowers and it was a test case and then after a few years we thought holding this thing could work and then after a few years we thought maybe we shouldn't just sell flowers because you can't sell 10 flowers to a man although you certainly can but people don't behave that way and not not all women want flowers all the time they might want to buy some body hamper and they might so in other words what i'm saying to you is this thing has evolved by osmosis i i i'd be lying through my teeth if i said to you listen 20 years ago we knew the journey we understood it i mean it couldn't be further from the truth so we've kind of by happen chance moved into things and that's happened now again by happen chance we're selling fruit and bread and groceries so gosh i wish i could say i was a visionary and i understood this all i don't and i didn't i, I love I how honest you are because it's, it's it makes this conversation take its own little journey yeah. then let me ask you this knowing yeah. that as i told you so this is my perspective from from an outsider and i think that's the perspective for many people that we yeah. we trust that you will bring us our flowers and teddy bears and chocolates on time when you say you right. will, how you say it will, and we trust that, right? So we've right. trusted that in you. Okay. And just based on what you said to me, well, just because we can do that with chocolate and flowers, we're not sure if we want to do that for vegetables and fruit forever and ever, amen. So you're still right. in that middle phase. Then yeah. the question is, because you acknowledge that and you have just said to me, you also acknowledge that there are people who are not great with e-commerce, but actually in, in bricks and mortar, they're fantastic and they b- deliver fantastic product. Has well, the discussion of partnerships happened? <laughs> it most certainly has. And in fact, the way that we're doing um, all three of those things right now yes. are partnerships, which we've never done before. Okay. So alcohol, fresh fruit and veg and groceries right now our partnerships, because in order to have pivoted as quickly as we did, mm-hmm. we were not able to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Just, it just, mm-hmm. it practically wasn't possible. So they are, they're existing partnerships right now, mm-hmm. 
And it's given us a new kind of um, view of partnerships. And maybe we don't have to always do everything ourselves because we always have. Mm-hmm. And, may, you know, so I'm not sure. But the, to answer your question, right now, those are three new areas, which are alcohol, fruit and veg and groceries, are partnerships right now, not necessarily with retailers. Two of them are with wholesalers. But um, mm. but yeah, we're 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 now moved into that space. Whether we continue with that, whether we bring it all in house, I'm not sure. I mean, we're having you know your your opinion is as valid as mine right now. You know, I I have really appreciated talking to you because I bet you you have a more I don't know whether the word is um, positive, but maybe a more. Maybe positive is the right word. A more positive workforce now that you're working with than many businesses. Is it true? Are they are they seeing things differently to their other colleagues in other spaces? Well, I'll tell you, that was one of the unintended consequences of our pivot in April is, as I said to you, we didn't do enough revenue nearly to offset the loss that we had of flowers and gifts. But one of the unintended consequences is we have this remarkably proud management team, and I think it filtered down all the way, is people were really kind of excited that we were doing this cool stuff, and that may, maybe it didn't make sense, but kind of, who cared? We were trying and, mm. and pivoting and trying to be of value at a time when most businesses were not able to, and, and it has created an extraordinary positive momentum in our business, and probably that has been the biggest benefit of the pivot. Really has been. Yeah. We've got a very proud management team, and I think so. They should be. And right. and 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 you would know this, um, having worked with people, is that possibly that's your greatest asset. Actually, we may not see it. You know, we see your value in something else, but possibly that at this moment, that is your greatest asset to have a workforce that is positive. Um, and and at, at a time like this, that probably is where your trump card sits. Oh, there's no doubt. Absolutely, no doubt. Ryan, what a lovely conversation. Thank you so much for opening up. And and look, we also want to be a part of your journey. We we look forward to whatever that may look like in, <laughs> what, I don't know, six months' time? Because things yeah. change so quickly. Yeah, who knows? Ryan Bacher is the co-founder and MD of NetFlorist. What an interesting story and how they literally changed their business model in two weeks' time. And we're just touching base. We're touching base and... You know, how are you doing? How are you keeping your business afloat? Particularly what, what would be small to, business, uh, small to medium businesses. How are you surviving? Are you surviving? Are you closing your doors? How's your workforce still going? Because we see big numbers from big press conferences. They don't necessarily relate to people's lived experiences. So jobs are getting lost. Businesses are closing down. Others are doing well. So this, I thought, was a really interesting story. I'd love to hear what your take was on that story. 891 104